Welcome to the Cinema Rack, where we celebrate the greatest and worst in Hollywood films and their most self-indulgent narcissistic actors, directors, and producers. Here, we will laud and malign Hollywood's seedier elements with levity and humor. They love cinema as much as anyone does. They've been talking about it for over 30 years. Time to get trashy. Here's Gregory and May. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory. And this is May. And welcome back to another episode of The Cinema Rag. I hope you're doing well today. Today, we're going to go back and do actor versus actor and do two actresses that are roughly the same age, and both of them are very well known. Anne Hathaway versus Scarlett Johansson. Now, before I begin, I definitely recommend you check our back episodes. I think we probably have six of these actor versus actors in the past. We have Nicole Kidman versus Kate Blanchett. Ben Affleck versus Matt Damon, Christian Bale versus Leo DiCaprio, Sandra Bullock versus Julia Roberts. So essentially the premise is this, I will be championing Anne Hathaway, May will be championing ScarJo. We're gonna do a little opening introduction about uh, both of the actresses, go over their major works. Then we're gonna do, can this actress do this other actress's role? And then we'll go through their personal life, and at the end, who would we rather be? Because that's what these actor versus actors are all about. Who would we rather be? So we look at the composite, not just the career, the looks, the age, but also the personal life, addictions, and other things like that. May, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right. All right, all right, all right. Let's get going. I got Anne Hathaway. I will go first. So they're both roughly the same age. Hathaway is two years older than ScarJo. ScarJo's 38, Hathaway is 40. I would say Anne Hathaway is a better actress, has more range, and is better looking. That's my opening argument. Go ahead, what's your argument for ScarJo? Well, I think ScarJo, Scarlett Johansson is actually quite a beautiful actress. Um, I think she is a very good actress indeed. She has quite a lot of range. She's done MCU movies galore, but she's also done a lot of dramatic films and a few comedies in her younger age, I believe. So I, I definitely think that she's going to be acclaimed for a long time to come. Now, Anne Hathaway does have an Academy Award for La Mis. Uh, at the time, she was a little derided for her acceptance speech. I don't know if you remember that, May, when she gave it, and people thought it was a little too saccharine and pretentious. And I don't know if she doesn't necessarily deserve the Academy Award for her, what, 10 minutes on screen, and she's saying, I'm not big into musicals, but she's saying, well, I dream a dream, or what, I don't know what's right. Uh, ScarJo, ScarJo have an Academy Award? No, she has two nominations in the same year for Best Actress in Marriage Story, I believe. Yeah. And also in 2020, this that year, she was also nominated for Jojo Rabbit for Supporting okay. Actress. All right. So I'll go first with Hathaway's Opus. Now, Hathaway is older, but actually ScarJo started younger. She was on the Silver Scream earlier than Hathaway. I do remember, now Anne Hathaway, I thought this was her fake name because Anne Hathaway is the wife of William Shakespeare. And I thought it was a good nom de plume, but she, this is her actual name. And she was on a TV show called Get Real. And I remember this show on Fox. It came out in 1999. It was one of those, 
the they break the fourth wall and the people talk to the audience and she plays the daughter of this of this couple and i remember watching this she was only like 18 19 i was like wow she's pretty and she's a good actress but of course her big break was playing princess mia in the princess diaries in 2001 that was her big break ella enchanted was her next great movie in 2004 that's a movie where she does sing and it's very Genovia-esque fairy tale, but I think it's a great movie. Then she really pivots after doing the sequel to Prince's Diary 2 with hunky hunk Chris Pine as the love interest. She does Brokeback Mountain in 2005. And of course that was a pivot along with Michelle Williams and Heath Ledger and Jake Gyllenhaal. And she has the smaller role of the two women. Michelle Williams, I think carries more of, of the the heavy in that but that is a great performance by her and then 2006 rachel mcadams has been very open about this as she turned down devil wears prada so anne hathaway got the sloppy seconds there and i'm sure anne hathaway is very happy because that is an iconic role for her in 2006 and she as most of these movies is very winning then she did becoming jane which is her flip pertain jane austen she does a british accent there Get smart with Pharrell. Eh. Rachel getting married, 2008. If I'm not mistaken, I think she got an Academy Award nomination for this movie. She did. She did. And she is good in that. She is She's good. good. This is a Demi. I think this is Jonathan Demi. I don't know. Maybe it's his bro her brother. His brother. But yeah, it's a dark movie. She plays the dysfunctional uh, younger sister. And you find out because of her, her addiction, she killed uh, the, the, the sibling, the other sibling, the, the young son or brother. Good movie, though. I think she does a great job in that. Bride Wars is her rom-com with Kate Hudson, their best friend. She plays the mousy best friend, and they both want to park. They both want to book the, uh, the 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 big hotel in New York. What's the big hotel there? That, not, the, not the Ritz. Maybe it is the Ritz. I, gosh, I don't know. Yeah, they fight over that. Then she's in Alice in Wonderland 2010, Love and Other Drugs with Jake Hall again. Rom-com 2010. One Day is another rom-com, 2011. Then La Miz, she gets her Academy Award. But you know who should have gotten the Academy Award in that movie? Man. Who? My girl, Amanda Seyfried. Oh, <laughs> yeah, because she plays the daughter. Right, um, right. And because that's yeah. peak. That's peak uh, of and peak, peak Amanda Seyfried. Mm -hmm. right, then she does uh, Interstellar in 2014, and I, I don't think she's that memorable in that. Then another uh, big movie, The Intern, she does with De Niro. That is uh, Nancy Myers, if I'm not mistaken. That movie's all right. I mean, it, it did get a lot of good kind of publicity. Then around this time, she just starts doing less work. It's partly coinciding with her having children, but she does Ocean's 8, where I have to say, even though she's 38 or, or so, she's absolutely stunning in this movie. She is the, the con, or she is the victim of the con that Sandra Bullock and Kate Blanchett and that crew have to, have to con, essentially. But she is just gorgeous in that movie. I wanted to let you know about some of the other feeds here at the Eclectico Gregorio. The oldest one we have is The Awakened Man, which mostly deals with holistic health, medical cover-ups, ways to biohack your life to ensure longer longevity, medical conspiracies, and naturopathic stuff. We also have, and that there's probably about 400, 500 episodes over there. We started that one back in 20, 
17, 2016, I believe. We also have the Female Holistic Health Apothecary, which originally started as an essential oils feed. And there's about 100 episodes on essential oils, particular essential oils like rose and lavender and sandalwood and so forth. And then later I morphed it into more topics that are regarded for female health, female specific. We've had that feed also since 2016. And then lastly, we have Confessions of an Obese Child, which deals with my childhood obesity and trauma that came from it. So it's a great feed for those who dealt with childhood trauma that led you to have addictions to alcohol or food. And I interviewed several people and what it was like to grow up overweight and all the difficulties of losing the weight and then keeping it off and trying to metamorphosize into a regular weighted person. So check out those feeds at the Eclectical Gregory on Apple or Spotify. Then she does uh, Serenity with McConaughey 2019. That was a complete flop. The Hustle with Rebel Wilson, that was a complete flop. Then she does The Witches in 2020, flop. And <laughs> it's been a lot of flop. Armageddon Time, I have to be honest, I have not seen. Uh, she did that in 2022. I believe that's my, my boy, James Gray, the director. And uh, that's pretty much it. She did a movie called She Came to Me that came out this year. I have not seen this. I don't know anything about this. Follows a composer who suffers writer's block and rediscovers his passion after an adventurous one night stand. Not heard of that one. Okay. Not heard of that. All right. Let's hear about ScarJo. Well, she was born in Manhattan. Uh, pretty, you know, she has a, a twin, an, a fraternal twin brother. Uh, she was born in, on, let's see, November 28th, I believe in 1984. Um, the first movie I remember her in is being very, very angelic, very beautiful child. She was in Just Cause and she played Sean Connery's daughter. She played Katie Armstrong and she was very, a very pretty girl, a little girl. And she does a good job in that. Um, she's also in, um, Manny and Lowe as Amanda in 1996. If Lucy Fell, she played Emily in 1996. These are all when she's very young. Fall in 1997, Home Alone 3 in 97. But her first breakout role, I believe, is The Horse Whisperer. That's Robert the first Gregg. time I saw her. Yeah, she's, yeah. The she's the daughter, right? Yeah, and she's, she's very, I think she's just a very beautiful young woman and she's very strong, always very strong in her characters mm. and very, has very high, high principles as well. And, you know, that was in 1998. Um, Ghost World, she plays Rebecca, which is in 2001 and she plays it as more of a teenage character in that movie. Um, she's also in American Rhapsody in 2001. And then she actually, I think, probably breaks out in Sofia Coppola's Lost in Translation in 2003, where she plays Charlotte opposite Bill Murray. And you guys already know how I feel about that movie, but, you know, everybody, everybody seemed to really like that film, except me, I guess. But anyways, I think her performance was okay. And um but anyways, uh, she's also in A Girl with a Pearl Earring in 2003. Good movie. She's in uh, an episode of The Entourage. Um, she's in 
Let's hit the major, major movies, Nay. Major movies. Right, right. You know, later on, she goes on to play um, a Woody Allen film. Yeah. Uh, Match Point in good 2005. Good yeah, movie. it's a good movie. And I think good she's good in it, too. Um, she's also in The Island in 2005 with Ewan McGregor. Uh, and that was pretty much a flop. Well, it was a remake of Logan's Run. It's a remake of Logan's Run. Oh, is it really? Okay. Dystopian and um, she, pay, she plays uh, Kay Lake in The Black Dahlia in 2006. She does an okay job. She's also in The Prestige in 2006. Pretty minor role between Christian Bale and Hugh Jackman. Uh, she's in The Nanny Diaries in 2007, which was an okay role for her, I thought. She's in The Other Boleyn Girl in 2008. Uh, and I believe Natalie Portman is in that yeah. one, as well as Eric Bana. Yeah. So um, another Woody Allen film that she does, she plays uh, Christina in Vicky Christina Barcelona in yeah. 2008. And she's she's quite good in that as well. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, she starts getting all these Avengers roles, you know, uh, playing Natasha Romanoff, Black Widow, um, in Iron Man 2, 2010, and the Avengers in 2012. Um, and, you know, I think most of her career hold has been those MCU movies, really. But she also plays uh, Janet Lee in Hitchcock in 2012, and she played the infamous voice in her with yeah. Joaquin Phoenix in 2013. Um, she's also in Lucy. Yeah, good movie. 2014, which is pretty good. Yeah. The woman um, with the supernatural powers. Yeah. yeah, she she also is in Ghost in the Shell. Mm -hmm. 2017. And she's in some comedies like Rough Night. In 2017, which is really unknown, I think, to most viewers. And she's also in some more Avengers movies, Captain Marvel, Avengers Infinity War, Avengers Endgame, until we get to 2019 or 2020, Marriage Story with Adam Driver, uh, Noah Baumbach movie, yep. which, you know, I do respect him somewhat for what will, the squid and the whale, but Marriage Story is is okay. It's an okay. Oh, movie. I I think it's a good movie, especially if you've ever yeah. been married and gone through divorce. I just don't think that she did anything special in that role. Yeah, basically. But that's I don't my know opinion. Why she was nominated, really? But well, Laura um, Dern plays the lawyer, and then she was nominated. And I, I think. Yeah, it seems like everyone was nominated. Even was Adam Driver nominated too? I don't believe so. Yeah, and, and then Jojo Rabbit, which is about uh germany and hitler and third reich and yeah. uh, you know she plays the mother who i guess is keeping a uh a jewish girl in the attic i think or somewhere that's the one major movie of hers i have not seen i have not seen jojo yeah so and then you know she's done some more black she did she did her own black widow film in 2021 which i think was fairly successful and she has a bunch of upcoming films too. Black Widow, um, that's the one where she Asteroid City with yeah, Wes Anderson. That's but um, yeah, 
I think that's that pretty much sums it up for her career. I think it's been pretty pretty even even with her because of the MCU contracts. Black Widow is the one where she sued Disney because they she felt that she wasn't properly reimbursed. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was a big deal a couple years ago. Okay, so here's my take: mm-hmm. Anna Hathaway, better looking, beautiful woman. When she was younger, you look at even like when she was, I mean, Princess Diaries, she's 19, 20. So, I mean, you could say she's, it's not inappropriate to say she was pretty even in that. But even when you go to Ella, Ella Enchanted and her early work, Love and Other Drugs, and, and we forgot Batman, she's in Batman. Uh, I, you know, I don't have much to say about that, but I just think that Anne Hathaway is just a beautiful woman. Now, is she more talented than ScarJo. Well, you know, my litmus test is always, can they do British accents? You know me. She can do British accents. She's done movies like Becoming Jane, where she does the uh, the British accent. La Miz, of course, she has a British accent. She can do pretty much everything ScarJo can do, but she has not demonstrated the action movie. She has not done like a full out action movie like ScarJo. No, I will refer to that and say that ScarJo has demonstrated probably too many times in way too many Marvel movies, because you know how we both right. feel like that she at least can do the action. It remains to be seen. I guess, you know, Hathaway's 40. I doubt she's going to do an action movie now. But it would have been good for her to do like an Emily Blunt, Edge of Tomorrow, Sicario, and show and demonstrate to people that she can do some action. But in terms of drama... ScarJo has probably done more hardcore drama, like Marriage Story. That being said, I just think that Anne Hathaway is more talented, more has more range, and is easier on the eyes. ScarJo, look, I'm going to give the male perspective, May. You can give the female. ScarJo is short and unattractive. She does not have a naturally pretty face, and she has a humongous back tattoo, not as bad as Ben Affleck's colored Phoenix tattoo. She has a bunch of tattoos over her body. Well, I think very at one point, I think at one point, Scarlett Johansson was a very beautiful young woman when she was probably in her twenties and up to thirty years old, or even more so. Just you know, by doing Black Widow, she was very attractive, playing Natasha Romanoff, the the Black Widow. So I do think that there is a quite a following too for her. Well, of course, all the Marvel geeks like her. The Marvel- yeah, I think men, I think men do like Scarlett Johansson. You know, people confuse her with Natalie Portman sometimes. What? Natalie Portman is that's, iconically beautiful. You can't. Yeah, but that's more so Karen Knightley, though, actually. But yeah, they have been. What? Karen Knightley's a zillion times better. Look at this. <laughs> I don't know what men you're talking about that would get ScarJo mixed up with Portman or Karen Knightley. And the thing is, is that they're all kind of short, except Karen Knightley, maybe is not as short. Look, but if yeah, you, if you uh, Scarjo is about 5'3", so she is short. And she's curvy. But, um, she's curvy. She's more likely to get chubby. Look. Right. And, you know, but she has the C cup. She has the C cup for the bra. So guys like big chests too. So they, as much as they like long legs, as much as they like everything else. You know what you know what, what men like more than C cup is a beautiful face and Anna Hathaway is a beautiful face. And as she has aged, she's got more curves. You know what? Yeah. Anne Hathaway has been 
criticized for are her bulging eyes. She just has these bulging eyes that just really sear in the people. So yeah, she she she's okay as a as a female for me, but she's not as beautiful as ScarJo. Oh yeah, you are smoking peyote. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I'm not. And the thing is, I wanted to go ahead and do my. Hey, you're really you're interrupting me, Gregory. But I want to do my plug for for Catwoman. The real Catwoman should have been Eva Green, not Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway was beautiful, us Catwoman, but she did, she had no sex appeal. Okay. She had no okay. she had no chemistry with male. So I, I think Eva Green should have been Catwoman. Yeah. I agree. I don't have a problem with that. But let's focus on that. So Hathaway is more classically beautiful, but her vibe is sweet and pretty, but she's not sexy. She can't pull off sexy like in Ocean's 8. She's glamorous, but she's not sexy. Whereas you juxtapose that with ScarJo, early ScarJo, especially when you look at Match Point, you look at he's just not an indie you where she's the mistress who has the affair with Bradley Cooper behind Jennifer Connelly's okay. back. Her early mm -hmm. career, she's the sex pot, right? She's yeah, got she's the dyed good. blonde hair and she's all TNA and she just exudes sexuality. So they both have at their peak a different type of look. Hathaway is not sexy, even when she gets all glammed up in Devil Wears Prada. And you know what? Catwoman needs to be sexy. So Okay, I'm not I'm not focusing on Catwoman. I agree. Eva, <laughs> Eva Green well, would have been better cast. We're, we're talking about these two women. Hathaway is better looking, taller, but it depends what you want if you're a guy. If you like sexy, Peak Scarjo would beat out Hathaway. If you're looking at classical beauty and Hathaway, is better looking than ScarJo has in terms of facial symmetry. Mm. And she's got the height, and I would argue has a better body. Now, no, I would say that they were they were maybe at their peaks, so they're probably at their peaks. They are about even, but in different in different ways. Yeah, I think ScarJo compensates for the lack of Hathaway beauty with sexuality. So she is she oozes sexuality. Like I said earlier, I think Scar Scarlet always plays people who are very strong, yeah. very bold, very principled type characters. And I think that says a lot about her. Yeah. And the fact that you even said earlier that she was a very dramatic, good dramatic actress, better, I, better than Anne Hathaway. You said that earlier. Well, okay. So let's look at probably as ScarJo is aging and not as pretty, you know, you watch Marriage Story. Marriage Story, she's not pretty, but she's not supposed to look pretty in that movie. She does a good job in that movie. So you think of like, what's Hathaway's best dramatic role? Or what, like, where she's doing serious drama? Well, I would probably think that it's Rachel getting married. Rachel getting married. And that was yeah. 12 years ago. But in that movie, she's very young. You know, she's maybe in her upper 20s and she plays a girl who's, I believe like in her lower 20s and she's kind of like just petulant short you know short haircut snarky and i don't think she's pulling out full drama but then let's get to the point let's do can this actress do this role okay because that's the best part of these actor versus actresses and we don't want to make sure we have enough time all right so i will go first could scarjo have done princess diaries mm, yes i don't think she could have could so. Marjo have done 
Ella Enchanted, where that requires singing? Uh, no, probably not. Could ScarJo have done Devil Wears Prada? Yes. I don't know, because at the beginning, you know, Andy is supposed to be awkward and gawky, and then she blossoms. And I, I think Hathaway just has more of that classic model beauty. And even if you were to glam up ScarJo, I just feel like she'd be a fish out of water, especially next to young Emily Blunt. Right, but look at Rachel McAdams. I mean, she was she's short, and she's, she's well, not necessarily... She's not necessarily model material either, but she was supposed to be the one to get okay. the role, you said. Yeah, so. but Anna, no, I, I think McAdams could have pulled that role because she can be a little nerdy and gawky and they can glam her up. And she and Hathaway are similar. That they're both beautiful, they're pretty <laughs> but nerdy, but they're not overly sexy. Let me let me put a caveat here. I think Scar Jo could have played the woman in uh, Devil Wears Prada, but she would never have done it. She would have never accepted the role. Well, that might be the it's case. It's not her type of role. If she would have done it, I don't think she would have been as, as good. Rachel getting married? Mm, that's such a hard one. To... Yeah, maybe. I maybe. think she could have. Yeah. Bride mm. Wars. What was that one? Bride Wars. Bride Wars. Yeah, yeah. She can she can do comedies. Scarjo. I, I don't know. Cause see, in that movie, Kate Hudson plays like the raunchier best friend, and Hathaway is the booky, nerdy one. So Scarjo would have to be booky and nerdy. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if she could have pulled that off. Also, she would have had to dye her hair brunette because that was part of the, the gig. Is that you know, one's blonde and one's brunette. Uh, Alice in Wonderland. We can skip that. What about Dark Knight Rises? Could she have been in that? As Catwoman, I not tall. No, not because I like you with name too much. <laughs> Lemiz. Um, no, because no. she can't sing. I don't. No think. way. That she that would just have been really, sing. really bad. Yeah, really, really bad. Interstellar, where she plays the lead scientist. Yes, she could have done that. Yeah, because you know, as much as I like Hathaway, she doesn't do much in that in that role. She's just mm -hmm. bland, pretty bland. The okay, intern. so let me ask you. Well, I'm not done. Hold on. The, in oh, the intern with De Niro. Could ScarJo have played that role? But, oh, um, possibly. Possibly, yes. I've not seen the film, but yes, I think she could possibly. Ocean's 8. Uh, I don't see her in the Ocean's movies. Well, so she no. would have to play the glamorous woman who gets conned. I, I think ScarJo can pull off glamour, but she's just not as beautiful. I just don't think she would want to do it. That's my. Well, I don't. I don't care if she wants to do it. The whole point of this is putting them in that role. Well, yeah. I do think. Also, thinking about whether or not they would want to perform in that role counts. All right, you give extent. me. You give me her roles. Give me ScarJo's roles. <laughs> uh, could uh, Anne Hathaway have played Olivia in The Prestige? Yeah. Okay. Could she have played Nola Rice in Match Point? Uh, no, because that role, and that's, I, to me, that is probably Woody Allen's best movie of this millennium. I love that movie compared to- Yeah, I know you love it. Uh, no, because the whole role, the whole point of that role is that you are the seductress. And Anne Hathaway has never demonstrated that she can play the seductress. Right, right. 
Okay. Go back, go back to our favorite. Go back to our favorite movie, Lost in Translation. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I am. Could she have been in Lost in Translation? I could be that. Just get some high school musical girl. A freshman in high school could probably could have done that role. Okay. There is nothing special in that movie. That movie is extremely had, overrated. She had some chemistry with Bill Murray, but yeah, I hate no, that. Wait, 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 that's creepy. You know, I don't know. I guess it had could have glammed it down. Yeah, I guess Hathaway could have been in that. Okay, how about Girl with a Pearl Earring? Yes. Well, she can be yeah. British in accent. And, yeah. Right, right. They're both good at that. Um, how about The Island? Yeah, I mean, that's a throwaway action movie. I mean, it's not like she's fighting in that movie, so she's just running around. Did I already ask you about Christine? the other Boleyn girl? No. Um, yeah, okay. she could have done that yeah. because it's a British accent. Right, right. But that, that doesn't necessarily mean she could play the role, but yes, she does do the British accent. And I know what you're already going to say about Vicky Cristina Barcelona. I mean... <sighs> You need a blonde in there because Penelope Cruz is the brunette. I think she could have pulled that off. Okay. How about uh, could Anne Hathaway have played the Black Widow? I I will I will defer and not give an opinion because I have not seen any of the Marvel movies. I've never seen. You know, maybe I saw uh, Iron Man two where she's introduced. I, I just think I, I would say Anne Hathaway never demonstrated. Well, maybe she did in the Batman movie. You tell me. Did she do action fighting and stuff like that in that movie? She did a bit, yeah, but she's too delicate, in my opinion. I don't think she's suited for that. I think you're um, right. I think for the Marvel movies, we have to say ScarJo would do better in this role. She's too powerful. Yeah, yeah, she's very powerful and strong. She's never so what about um? Do you think Anne Hathaway could have been the voice Samantha and her with Joaquin Phoenix? I have not seen that movie, so I can't comment. Okay. And how about Lucy? Lucy's action. Um, I think I think ScarJo does a good job in Lucy. I think she does okay. a good job. I think she's well cast in that. Marriage story. Marriage yeah. story. I think uh, I don't I, know. You know, what when I think about it, it's like who could do better drama? And I'm thinking ScarJo, and who can do more action? That's ScarJo. You know, and so I'm like, uh, oh. <laughs> like, but I do think Anne Hathaway would have put her own brand of, of drama in the marriage story, in a marriage story. She's know? got gravitas. I, I, yeah. I think she could have done that role, but I, I think this, this is the way I look at it, since we only have nine minutes left. Hathaway can do rom-coms better, can come off cute and charming better, and can come off sophisticated better. ScarJo can do action and sexy, at least early ScarJo. I mean, ScarJo now I, don't, I think is too old to pull off like sexy, but she can, she can be sexy. But when it comes to sophisticated, classy beauty, that's Hathaway because she's tall, she's leggy, and she's more beautiful. But I will concede that if you look at their, their ove, ScarJo definitely dominates the action because we can't say that Anne Hathaway can do action because um, we, we, she doesn't have, she hasn't done enough movies. Maybe she chooses not to do those movies, but either way. I uh, think as far as beauty goes between those two, I, again, I say that they're about even and it's just a matter of taste. It's not a matter of taste, May. Yes, it <laughs> not is. a matter of taste. Well, I'm a woman and I'm telling you as a woman, that's what okay. I think. 
let's get to personal life. So Hathaway has essentially been with two men most of her life. She was with that guy that went to jail for embezzling IRS stuff. This is when she was younger. And then she's been with that Adam Shulman guy uh, yes. for several years now. They're married. They have two children and they seem to have a pretty, you know, domestic tranquility life. Mm -hmm. What about Scar Hill? Well, she married quite young, I think, yeah. uh, Ryan Reynolds. But that didn't work out, obviously. Yeah. And then she married this other guy, I believe, who, whom she has a child with. Or maybe they didn't actually marry. Um, I'm not quite sure. But um, his name is Romaine Dariak. And yeah, they were married for three years and they have a child. And then now she's married to SNL's Colin Jost and they have a child together as well. So they have two kids. She has two kids. Yeah, so she is a double divorcee with, uh, yeah, I mean, life. I mean, she's she dated Jack, Jack, Jack Antonoff of fun. I mean, that guy is so dorky and he's been with beautiful women. He's with Margot. Oh, right really? Now. Yeah, she they dated when they were in high school. I mean, God, this guy gets beautiful women, and it's like he's such a dork. <laughs> but you know, women. Yeah, now he's with Margaret Qualley's. So that's right. That's right. They're engaged. So. so, in terms of personal life, I mean, ScarJo, if, if I had to marry one of them, I mean, who's got the better track record of being a better wife? Hathaway, ScarJo Johansson, the double divorcee, Colin Jost. I mean, caveat emptor, let the buyer beware. Man, I'm not going to marry a double divorcee. Who uh, whose longest marriage was what two and a half years, and uh, you know we'll see how this marriage goes. But uh, I I definitely would not. I I would go with Hathaway there. But in closing, in closing, I'll give my closing argument. I would prefer to be Anne Hathaway because if I'm a woman, I have to pretend I'm a woman. I am more beautiful, <laughs> taller. And I seem to have a pretty good married life and a track record of holding down a good marriage. Plus, I think Adam Shulman is more handsome than Colin Jones. <laughs> I, I, I have no idea. So Hathaway I, I has no tattoos. I think that's that's a plus. And okay. she just seems to have her crap together. Yeah, I just don't think her career has has panned out the way it should have. I think she she should be doing more action, maybe uh, more drama, um, less comedies. Uh, I I I I just think that Scarlett Johansson has such a wide range of films that she's done since she was a young ten or eleven year old, and I. I do prefer her career. As far as her personal life, yeah, I don't think I would want to be divorced twice and then married a third time. And have humongous tattoos all over your body? You want those too? No, no, no. But it's hard to decide. I would have to do a split on this one. No, we can't do splits. You can't split the career and the personal Okay, well, then I choose Scarlett Johansson. You're going <laughs> gonna to choose Scarlett Johansson, the double divorcee with gigantic tattoos. So that means you would have gigantic tattoos all over your body. You'd be cool with that. I guess. But, you know, at least I have all that MCU money. 
and I, <laughs> <laughs> I could remove those tattoos. That's true. I mean, I'm sure she is worth more than Anne Hathaway. I would yeah, just think Anne Hathaway so because I just think you're right. I mean, I think we've when we flesh this out, ScarJo definitely dominates in the action movies, and uh, Hathaway. I agree. You know, if you look at early in her career when she's coming off. Broke back, Ella Enchanted, Princess Diaries, Devil Wears Prada, and La Miz. Let, let's go back 10 years. You think after La Miz, she demonstrates that she can sing. You just think she would have a better career. Do, do right. more musicals, do more heavy dramas, do some rom-coms. Because she's got, some, I think, more comedic chops than ScarJo. I think we can both agree. I mean, I, I don't think she's like like great in comedies. But she her career has been underwhelming compared to her potential i think and i also read that she was up for the role the lead role in phantom and the opera but she had to um reject the role because of princess diaries too so. no that sucks because that's my sexy saturday episode six emmy rossum i love emmy rossum and emmy <laughs> yeah yeah would not have been discovered uh but she would have been great in phantom so in closing yeah. you know we got less than a minute I just, I'd like to see Anne Hathaway do more drama and keep doing musicals. I think both of them have the potential to continue to get Academy Award nominations. I think they're both talented enough to continue yes. to see, but I just think I'd rather be Hathaway. I, I agree. And I would rather be Scarlett Johansson, but I would I would tell her, stop doing MCU. You, well, well, she is. She's not. And then her character die off. And I think she's yeah. said she's not going to do it. I think she's eight done. Movies. Eight movies is enough. Yeah, so now she needs to focus on Oscar now. Oscar yeah, I, I would agree. She's got the money. Let's do independent prestige movies. And yeah. Right. All right. May, I appreciate you coming on. Well, thanks for having me, Gregory. Until next time. See ya. <laughs> See ya. Thanks for listening to The Cinema Rag. Please post an honest review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Check out the episode notes to visit our website and to make a donation. Lastly, follow the rag today. Until next time.